What's up, what's up, what's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Ray Talks Live. I hope you guys have been enjoying the podcast. Remember to please follow me at Ray Talks Live on Twitter, as well as on Ray Talks underscore live on Instagram, or you can definitely hit me up with an email at raytalkslive at gmail.com. All right, today's episode, I'm going to take a moment out and pay homage to Dr. King, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, I'm well aware that his holiday was celebrated on yesterday, January 18th, but I had to make sure that I took a moment to pause and recognize and remember Dr. King for his service to our country, for the fight he led in the civil rights movement, and ultimately paying with his life for the idea of equality in America, which even still to this point, 60 years later, you know, we're still, as black people, still trying to get that equality here in America. And I just wanted to pause and remember Dr. King and then just put my little quick, sort of like a historical spin to understand a lot of things. Because I think a lot of times we tend to forget how something came about. You know, I'm not going to go all into the civil rights movement in a sense. I'll save that for February itself when I'll do some special episodes for Black History Month, but if you've been following the podcast, you know that I am a Generation X kid. You know, I was born in the late 1970s, so I remember a lot in the 80s and 90s in America growing up, and one of the things I do remember is remembers the day that King holiday actually became a holiday here in America. You know, I remember still seeing the late Loretta Scott King standing behind the late President Ronald Reagan, as he signed into law Dr. King's holiday in November of 1983, and then officially it taking place on January 20th, 1986. And when it was signed by Reagan, you know, quite a large number of states actually jumped on board and went along with this, making it a federal holiday. However, you still had a few states that weren't into this idea this year, particularly one state, and that one state that refused to recognize Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. holiday was the state of Arizona. You know, Arizona refused to recognize it. They did not want to deal with it, you know, for some odd reason, but it's amazing that it took, you know, entertainers to make sure, start boycotting, You know, and even with the threat of the NFL saying, hey, if you don't recognize this, we will pull the Super Bowl from you that was supposed to be played there in Arizona in 1993. So, long story short, November 1990 was when it was on the ballot for a voter referendum. And, lo and behold, in a two-part voter referendum, it failed. And the NFL was really what pushed it over to make sure that Arizona agreed to it, but they didn't agree to it the first time. So because it failed, the NFL pulled the Super Bowl from Arizona and moved it to Southern California. And we all know how big of an economic boost having the Super Bowl is, especially now where it's a week long, sometimes two weeks, especially when the Pro Bowl has been put into the same city that the NFL has done over the last few years. So you talk about that time, they lost 
$500 million. The state of Arizona lost $500 million in revenue, you know, much needed revenue because any city or state will definitely benefit from having the Super Bowl, you know. But after the NFL made true to their, their threat, and then two years later in 1992, it was passed, you know. So as much as we like to think that as great as Dr. King is, and, you know, most Americans can understand and recognize him. That wasn't the case, you know. Sometimes, as I tell my students, you know, America still has to look itself in the mirror. And one of the things I noticed I saw on Twitter a lot yesterday as I was just looking, you know, a lot of people were saying that, you know, if you're not that person who's about equality, or more importantly, you don't, you still don't see or understand the double standards when it comes to protesting and demonstrations, then you don't need to be using Dr. King's quotes in your emails. You know, you need to just keep that to yourself. You know, because if you're not going to be that same person or be that same way for 363 days for the year, don't just change for one day. You know, make that change the entire year and years and years and years going forward. You know, so that's just some, you know, just put out there, you know, so... Don't be confused by people, you know, who want to quote Dr. King, but still are doing the racist things behind that. You know, you're basically committing blasphemy. You know, just be real. Don't quote Dr. King just for one day, and then you're still not following what he talked about for the rest of the year. All right? And then just an aside note, one of the things that sometimes, you know, when you are younger in your younger days, you sort of things sort of go a little bit over your head. You don't really understand the significance or really the reverence of which of the position you were in. If you haven't known, I, I am a Morehouse man. I graduated from Morehouse. And while I was at Morehouse, as a education major, although I was a history major, but I took education courses as my history elective. You know, as much as I love history, I, I just couldn't do that much history. So I did education classes as electives over at Spelman College. And one of my professors, although it didn't dawn on me really until the end of the course after I got out, that I was actually taught by Dr. King's sister, Dr. Christina King Ferris. But because she used her married name, Dr. Ferris, it didn't click, you know, until my homeboy told me, like, you know, that's Dr. King's sister. I was like, what? You know, so it goes to show the the amazing wonderment that, you know, comes to out of nowhere, you know, that I actually had the opportunity to say I was taught by Dr. King's sister, Dr. Christine Christina Ferris King, you know? All right? And then lastly, I'm going to close this out. You know, since Dr. King's holiday is both a day of remembrance and service, especially when it comes to helping those who are less fortunate than us. I know that I am blessed at times. I'm very blessed for how my life has been, and I try to make sure that I help those who are un, who are less fortunate than I am. And as you know, if you've been following this podcast, I've told you that, you know, I am an educator in high school, and I know for a fact, especially working in a high school where we are the number one school of homeless students, I get it, this particular 
issue that I'm about to bring up to you is that there are a lot of kids in this country that goes to bed hungry, that wakes up in the morning, morning hungry. And I spent seven years as a summer camp director for underprivileged youth ages 6 to 13, and there were many mornings where kids would come in hungry. And one of the things I did, I created a breakfast, breakfast spread where I would take out the fruits and snacks, juice, and milk from the day before and put it out the next morning for kids. And sometimes before even 15 minutes, that table was cleaned out. So as a teacher, seeing it in high school, and as a former summer camp director, I've seen it as well with kids, you know, go to bed hungry. And no child, not just in America, but no child, period, in this world should go to bed hungry. All right? And that's why I have partnered with Free Lunch Coffee, who is on a mission to end hungry from the lives of young children. All right? Now, I know a lot of you love coffee. And what a better way to enjoy that cup of coffee in the morning to start your day. But then also knowing that while you're drinking that cup of coffee, you are helping to serve 10 meals to children. All right? So when you buy just one bag of free lunch coffee, you are also providing 10 meals to children in need. And free lunch coffee gives away 50% of the money they make to end hungry in the lives of young children. You know, how amazing is that? You know, their coffee is specialty grade, certified organic, and fair trade. Their coffee is so good that they'll offer you a 100% money back guarantee for 30 days. So if you don't absolutely love their coffee, they will give you a full refund. And you can keep the coffee too. So it's a win-win situation. All right? And while you're there, you know, check out. They have amazing custom-made mugs and tumblers. And then also remember, every purchase you make from free lunch coffee provides 10 meals to children in need. All right? And because I partner with them, free lunch coffee is offering you a 10% discount to all my loyal listeners to my podcast. So if you love coffee and you also want to know that you are doing a good thing in helping feed children and keep them from going to bed hungry, use the coupon code RayTalksLive when you check out. All right. So definitely go over to FreeLunchCoffee.com, order yourself a bag of coffee, even order yourself a mug to drink it in, and know that your purchase will help feed 10 meals to young children across the world. All right? So definitely go check that out, guys. Remember, use the coupon code RayTalksLive. And with that, I thank you for listening. 